Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode. It's always good to be on a call with you, man. And how, how can I serve you today? Yeah, you know, our church continues to grow and that's a great thing. And uh, I'm learning kind of as I go how to uh, pastor through transitions. And so I just wanted to pick your brain today about, you know, uh, my, my pastor taught me years ago when I went into ministry that every time you change positions around the ministry table, the view changes. And so just maybe pick your brain on some of the things I should be looking for um, in, in these transitional times. And um, just, I don't want to miss anything. So yeah. um, what, what kind of, a, uh, how long have you been at the church? Almost six years. And what, what specific transitions are you speaking of? Uh, because transitions are a big part of it. A lot of guys really blow it, <laughs> you know, or I see a lot of churches kind of fumble the ball in the transition. What kind of transitions are you talking about specifically? Well, things that I need to lead us into to keep the, keep the momentum going and keep growth going. You know, we've added, we've added staff um, and that's been a good transition. We added staff in January. So that's been a healthy transition. Um, you know, that we're really working really hard on connecting uh, our, our volunteers and people to our life groups. Uh, Pastor Joe's got our volunteers up to about 125 people. You know, we're a church of 230, 200, 240 on a good Sunday. Yeah. And so we're almost 50% of our volunteers and still pushing. Wow. Um, so I think, uh, you know, the other transition that we're looking forward to is launching a second service in October. Uh, we're not going to fight the fight in the, in the, for the summer. Uh, right. But we're going to take the next five, four or five months and uh, be strategic about things that we need to, to look for and, and, and implement. Kids ministry is a big one, as you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and so those are some of the transitions that are coming our way. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I feel like, you, you know, you guys have been a great help leading me through to this point. I just, uh, uh, just want to keep my eyes open and, and yeah. uh, try. Yeah. I, want to, I want to lead from the front, not from the middle. Yeah. Awesome. Well, when you said transition, I was thought, okay, normally people think of transition if someone's leaving. And I was thinking, you've only been there six years. Hang on, Dave. <laughs> no, no, no. You, can't, you, could, you can't prime me out of here right now. <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute. We're talking about a transition. I don't really want to do this on, a, on an episode of Fly on the Wall. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, no, here's, here's a couple of things. There is great momentum in the church and, um, you know, you and I talk all the time. There's great momentum in the church. Um, you guys are growing, things are always up and, and to the right. There are a few things I think that, um, that I think you want to consider. And that is, uh, what you're really talking about, Dave is staying ahead of the bell curve. Yes. So what happens is in, in leadership is, the bell curve uh, for, uh, you know, just to kind of make sure we're all th thinking the same thing here. The bell curve is the idea that the church is up and to the right, but before it starts to tip to the right, you got to possibly make some tweaks. So if you can imagine a board going like this and then it starts to go this way, you got to catch it before it goes this way, which is really odd. Here's what makes the bell curve really odd. You have to you have to make changes or adjust or tweak um, when things are going up and to the right. So people yes. are looking at you going, wait, everything's going great. Why would you want to add anything? That's because you as a leader 
has to see further and farther than anybody else. So before it goes to the right, you got to yep. say, okay, what do I got to do to keep going up? So yep. I, I commend you. Uh, it reminds me of a guy I was talking to recently. It was real interesting. I, I thought, boy, he caught the bell curve really well. Um, and he said this, he said that um, he noticed on Facebook and Instagram that whenever someone in his church, his church runs like four or 500, whenever someone in his church would post a birthday party for their eight-year-old, he would look at the, the shots, the pictures, and, and, and realize there's nobody from the church at this kid's birthday party. Oh. So nobody from their small group. So what he was doing is he was saying, hey, we're starting to grow. Things are up and to the right. But if we don't create community, even though they're in small groups, but they're not creating community for some reason, we're going to yeah. end up seeing this. He was ahead of the bell curve. He saw the problem. And before it started becoming a, a, you know, an issue of like, hey, we're not growing anymore. So first, I commend you for that. I think a lot of people get scared in that bell curve. Um, and you have to be able to make those changes. And a lot of churches don't make those change. What happens, a lot of churches, they let it go like this. You know this. Churches start yeah. to die. 76%, I think it's 76 or 72% of all churches are in decline. So what happens is they don't catch the bell curve. Watch this. And it starts declining. And then a new pastor's got to come in. And then he's got a fight to get even back up again when it should have been caught over there. So I commend you for catching it. A couple of things that I would think about. One is always keeping the vision in front of the people. You and I have talked about that vision leaks and people drift. People are always drifting. Vision's always leaking. So how do we keep the cup full of vision? We've always got to keep that cup full of this is who we are. This is what we're doing. This is where God's taking us something exciting to move towards, something to climb towards. I think that's an important part. Keeping vision really clear uh, in front of the people, I think, is, is, is crucial. I think staying ahead of the bell curve, which we've already talked about, is really, really crucial. Making sure that things aren't going back down this way. Um, making sure that your staff individually also is looking up towards the vision. Like, okay, youth pastor, what's next? What are we doing? What can we as a church get excited about that you're doing? Yeah, it's great that you went from 50 to 60 kids, but are you going to open up a youth center? Is that your plan? Do you want to start busing in kids? Like, what are the departments going to actually start doing that will actually add a, a contribution to the overall vision? So I think staying ahead of that bell curve, keeping the vision in front of people, you looking further and farther down the road. And also, I think you have to be just keenly aware of where you might think problems will occur. Like, yeah. okay, this is great that we're getting new people, but if they're not getting plugged in, the back door will open up quick. Right. Hey, we're getting yeah, people, they're getting plugged in, but they're not creating community like the guy that noticed it on Facebook. So and we, we, we've really taken to heart what you said. I've heard you say it a few times now. We're focused more on engagement than attendance. Yes. And so we, we've actually in the last couple of months have started making more decisions based on engagement versus attendance. Right. And uh, by, by letting people get engaged, you know, that hopefully will increase our attendance. But can you, can you just touch on... Um, you talk about the bell curve, yeah. You know, starting to leak. What signs or what things should I be looking at if we're starting to leak mm. uh, the wrong way? Are there some 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 signs or some activities that happen yeah. that I should be looking for? Yeah, you know, uh, that's a great question. 
Um, I would, I would go back to that guy that kind of noticed the, there wasn't really community. So, Hey, there's a birthday party on Facebook, but no one from the church is there. So uh, not that you can't have friends from the outside, but it says that somehow they're not doing life together outside of Sunday morning. Something's wrong there. Um, and I, I, I do think it's a matter of looking at the areas that you value. So we value an invite culture. We value engagement over attendance, people getting plugged into ministry. We value small groups. We value community. We value building tribes. Okay. And you're looking at that and you're able to say, man, um, again, wow, I don't see them building tribes or we're not getting the guest flow that we used to get. Something's wrong here. So mm -hmm. you're looking at the areas that you value and you're, you're trying to look deeper into them. Because I think the average person would just look at, yeah, the numbers are fine. Like this gentleman I was telling you about, numbers are fine. Man. We got a lot of people in our small group. Yeah, but they're not connecting with each other. Right. So you have to go beyond just, hey, the numbers are good in small groups, but are they connecting? Are they building? Mm -hmm. Okay, the numbers are good in serving and volunteerism. That's great. Yeah. But are they connecting outside of Sunday morning? Do they have barbecues once every four or five months with the head usher, the head greeter that kind of has something at their house or a pool party or whatever they do? Is there relate? So you take the areas that you value, then you start asking tough questions deep into them. Yeah. But are they connecting? Is the, is the leader just managing or is he actually leading? You start asking deeper questions all the way down. Yeah into those areas because that's where you're going to notice oh no that's great we got a lot of volunteers but they're not <laughs> no one's building relationships here the, the extent of them serving on the greeting team is they get a schedule once a month but there's no relationship there like okay that's that's going to be a problem long term that's going to be an issue and yeah. so i think it would be really awesome dave to i wouldn't say you do it every week maybe you do it once every couple months but you take a whiteboard and you just kind of, okay, we value serving here. We value groups here. We value, you know, whatever. Let's, let's ask some tough questions. What are the percentages of people in groups? Okay. What do those groups look like? Do they have deep relationship? Are we growing? Uh, how fast is it taking for the average person to connect into our church? Because you said mm -hmm. engagement over attendance. So engagement. Okay. Oh, we got a lot of people engaged. Okay. But what's the percentage? How long did it take? What's their experience like when they do get engaged? Those are some of the things that I would be, I, yeah. I, would, I would, you're looking at the titles of five things that you value, but then you're going deep into them and asking tough questions. That's when you know, hey, it's great. The percent, the numbers are good. Yeah, but. Yeah, but. But <laughs> if they don't have relationship, the back door will open up just as wide. Yes. Okay. That's excellent. Thanks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, maybe another question if you got another minute. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be the lid. And, uh, you know, Maxwell talks about the lid of leadership. And so, you know, what, what can I do, you know, in the, in these growth, in these times and these seasons that we're growing, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to stay ahead of the growth, you know, personally. And so help me with some self-awareness. What are things that I should be looking at? Dave McNeely as the leader yeah, and to kind of make sure we're taking care of business and, and continue yeah. to grow. Uh, that's, that's great. Um, you hit on a subject that I really love, uh, the subject of leadership and personal development. Uh, again, man, I applaud you because you always, 
you always come up, you always convey to me in our times that you always want to stay ahead. You always want to grow. You want to develop. And I love what you just said. I don't want to become the lid. I don't think any leader wants to become the lid. I think we unintentionally become the lid because we don't set ourselves out for a pattern of growth and development. Right. Yeah, Chris, I think too, I think too, if I may, yeah, you know, I think as pastors, a lot of times we're, we're groomed. We don't know how to, we don't know how to pastor in the blessing. Mm, that's good. That's really you good. Know, we, we spend a lot of time, right. In crisis mode right. and problem solving. And when God starts blessing our churches, it's like, now what do I do? How, how don't I screw this up? <laughs> so. Yes, <laughs> which we all do. Uh, that's great. That's great. No, that is true. Um, and um, so here's a here's a few things that I would that I I would tell people all the time. Um, and I, I don't think they're. I think the first couple of them might be not so deep or insightful. But first is everybody has a plan for a lot of things. What's your financial plan? Well, I saved this much money for retirement. What's your health plan? Well, I try to run, I try to get my steps in or whatever they do. Okay. What's your personal development plan? And then it's silent. Like, yeah. well, you're reading one book a month, a half a book mm -hmm. a month, two podcasts a month. What's the plan? One podcast a week. What are you doing? Like, what's the development plan? Coaching. Who's, who are you getting coaching from? I've had the same coach for years. Why people don't have coaches is beyond me. And I know I'm like, this is a coaching organization, but I tell people, I don't care who you use, but get a coach, not a spiritual coach. Now, I think that's important. Spiritual accountability, someone that you can be honest and transparent with. Yes, but completely, I have one of those, but completely different is who's challenging my leadership? Who's speaking to me about my organization? Who's helping me stay ahead of the curve, the bell curve? Yeah. Uh, yes, spiritual accountability, but... I've noticed that those that provide spiritual accountability for me are different than those that can provide organizational or leadership accountability yeah. and coaching. I think that's an important thing. Um, the other thing is I think we unintentionally become a lid when we don't move up. You know, if you kind of scale one to 10, you know, I'm a level six leader, you know, or a level five leader. Um, the one thing that Maxwell always says is sevens don't follow fives, threes follow fives. So you know, uh, which I'm a huge Maxwell fan and sevens don't follow fives, threes follow fives. So if I want eights around me, I got to be a nine. And that, that is the next part that I think is important for, for you, Dave, as you kind of look towards the future. I think there's mm -hmm. personal development. I think there's coaching development, but there's also awareness. And I love that you said self-awareness, awareness of how do I go from a six to a seven? How do I get my team to go to the next level? Because if you're a, let's just a six, whatever, whoever these numbers are, uh, and your team is a three, think about who they'll be attracting. Right. Twos and ones. Yes. We got to get you, you got to keep climbing. Okay. But in your personal development, you got to say, I got to take the people up with me, my team leaders, because Otherwise, the tier two leadership of the church ends up being a two or a three. Stronger if the tier two leadership is a five or a six. That's mm -hmm. much better. So I would say some of those things, I think the personal development, the coaching development, uh, being aware of moving up your team. And then I would go with one more is, and uh, we could laugh about this because you and I love joking around with each other, but 
the, the uh, uh, self-awareness of what is it like to be on Chris Songson's team? What is it like to be on Dave McNeely's team? Yep. What am I as a leader that, what do I do that frustrates the team? What do I do that doesn't empower the team? What do I do that makes the team not feel valued? What do I do that makes the team not feel on board with the vision? Like, what is it in me? I think that we have to look at that. Sometimes that can come from a 360. Sometimes that can come from just honest conversations with the staff. Um, how can I serve you better? What could I do better? Um, I think self-awareness to that uh, is really important because we might have, you either have blind spots or willful blind spots. Right. Blind spot is just, People I didn't know that. Feel happy. Yeah, you're blind because people are not even happy that you know, you're blind to it. They're not too thrilled. They don't feel like you ever communicate with them. They don't feel like they have a clear vision. They don't feel like you value them. They don't feel like whatever it is. What's the blind spot? But then sometimes I think we as leader also have to look at our willful blind spots. The blind mm -hmm. spots we know we have, but we willfully choose not to address them. Ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. So I would look at those things and I you, you got to find those blind spots. And I think people close to you, if you're transparent with them, you know, uh, Joe, uh, your wife, one of your top board members, what do I do? What do I do that's right? What do I do that's not so good? How do, yeah. how do I think people get frustrated on my team? What do you mm -hmm. think? Or why do you think people get frustrated on my team? Or if they do? And what would they say about me if they were really honest? You know, um, it's never for you. I mean, I've known you for a while. It's never going to be a character issue or, a, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But it might be, uh, I don't know really where the vision is at. I don't, I don't have clarity. I don't know my roles. I don't know my lane. I, I don't feel like I'm communicated to clear enough. Um, find, those, find those things so that yeah. you can repair that as well. So those are some of the things that I would look at. But, man, I value the fact that you don't want to become a lid because, or, and you want to keep growing as a leader. Um, it's not you know, it's, it would be easy to stop and enjoy. Yeah. You know, and we do, and we just, you know, we, we take each day and we, we enjoy each day and uh, the Lord's really blessing us. And, right. you know, we make sure we do that as a team, as a staff. And, and so we do, but it'd be easy just to say, oh, the hard work is done. Right. Yeah. But uh, God's, God's not finished. And so, I, I don't want to become that that lid or the hindrance to, to what God fully wants to do here at our church. So, because um, I, I know that what God is doing here is has ripple effects in our community. Yeah, and that's just what we want. So, uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to I don't want to start clogging that drain. So, yeah. God's given us a lot of opportunity here. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. What else you got? Well, something a little bit different, if you, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, you know, uh, scheduled a uh, sabbatical for myself in August, taking the entire month off. Oh, awesome. Way to go. Yeah. Um, I've, I've only taken one other uh, sabbatical, and that was only for three weeks. Um, everybody told me you need four, and I said, eh, I'll just do three. Came into week three, I said, oh, I should have done four. Come <laughs> to four weeks. Um, so what, just from your perspective, what are some things that I should try to do and look at and accomplish in, in, the, in that sabbatical? Well, uh, I, uh, I, it's interesting that you say sabbatical. Man, I, I don't know. 
there are so many people that I'm in relationship with, either with coaching or just whatever, that for whatever reason, it's the first time in six years they're taking it off. <laughs> I don't know if it's the pandemic that created this or what, <laughs> but there's so many guys doing sabbaticals this summer. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it's just, pre, you know, it's, it's um, what do you call it? Preventive maintenance. Oh, absolutely. I'm good. I'm not tired. I'm not frustrated, but I just, I, I don't want to wait till I am. And yeah. I have to take a, take a sabbatical and try and recover. Yep. Yep. Well, I think num number one, Dave, above anything else, which is not no deep insights or anything is rest. Uh, the ability to rest and turn things off mentally towards the church. Yep. If I was going to do anything, if I was going to do any, not work, I don't want to say work, but if I was going to do any sort of uh, self uh, uh, retrospect on my life or just kind of looking, I would make it more about rest, number one, but also just about me. You know, my time, some time with the Lord, I would increase my time with the Lord during that time. I would maybe journal a little bit, but maybe I normally don't journal and just like, you know, where do I struggle in my relationship with the Lord? Where do I not trust him? Where do I fall short in my leadership as it pertains in the kingdom? Not just, and try to get your mind off relating to the church. Yeah. Relate to the church. I don't think you're taking a break. If you want to do any sort of self-awareness, self-retrospect or anything like that. I think you got to look at, you know, your relationship with the Lord, your, your, uh, character as, a, as it's presented to the Lord, your own heart, your own life, your own areas where you fall short, you know, in full transparency, whenever I spend time just, you know, in, in awareness to my own life, I feel like I can trust the Lord in almost every area, but money always is an issue for me for trusting him. Now, it's not that I don't tie it. My wife and I give about right. 21, 22% of our money away, but taking like financially, I'm always like, I end up doing it with the church or coaching and our, our, our church boom organization. Um, but I'm always like, uh, you know, and, and, and there's a, there's a, an issue of trusting him with it. Mm -hmm. And that's an area that I always have to come back to. Um, and I think the Lord revealed that to me in a time of just taking a break where I was like, you're right. I do trust you in almost everything, but in that area, I move forward, but I'm always a little nervous. I think it's, I think if you're going to do anything besides rest, it would be self, it would be self-awareness, self-reflection, okay. looking at yourself and saying, how is it with my relationship with the Lord? Because however that dynamic is with the Lord, although you don't want to think about the church, it actually affects the church. Right. So I would, I would get your mind off the church and be more about self-reflection because yeah. however, again, if you can grow here, you can grow over there. One of my coaches always told me one of the greatest things you can do for your church is, is uh, have an amazing relationship with the Lord yeah, and, uh, and have him being able to deal with those things because those things reflect your ministry. Absolutely. Yeah. The, abund the abundance of the heart, right? The mouth's going to. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then they and then they give us a microphone. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, then what do we do? Uh, up on L5, please. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Well, hey, man, um, uh, we need to wrap it up. I got to jump on the next one. But, hey, I hope that was helpful today. And uh, yeah, always great talking with you. Always great uh, hanging out. And, man, I love what God's doing in your life. So keep up the good work, man. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you very much. All right. See you, bud.
Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.